Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuckadelics? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Obviously, I am broadcasting from somewhere other than my garage studio in Los Angeles. I'm out in the world. I'm out in the Canadian world. I'm in Canada having a vacation. Is that okay? I don't take many vacations. I travel a lot, but I don't do the vacating much. So, right, is that a word? Vacationing, I think. Vacating, that would mean something different. That would mean I'm leaving, right? It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't need to look anything up. Vacationing is the word I'm looking for. So I'm, uh, I'm away for a bit, but I, I did want to uh, continue to do my podcast while I'm away, as I am want to do. Is that how you say that? As I am want to do? As, as, as I do? First of all, before I even talk about who the guest is, it was exactly 13 years ago today we released the very first episode of WTF. That was September 1st, 2009. Is that crazy? Is that crazy? I mean, do you remember? I, I barely remember, but I kind of remember the panic. I remember the panic of probably the first eight years of doing this show, this constant fucking panic of making sure that we honored our responsibility and our uh, our promise we made to ourselves to put up a new show every Monday and every Thursday, no matter what, since September 1st, 2009. And there have been some crazy times. I mean, the show has evolved. Initially, there was like nine podcasts in the world that people listened to. Uh there were, they were around. I'm not saying that you know we invented it, and I and I won't say that. I, I don't. I, I think we we kind of helped to define what n- the new world of podcasting is, the business and whatnot. But at the beginning, we were doing it in the middle of the night, not even the middle of the night, but after hours at a radio studio, and uh, it evolved into what it is now. But from the very beginning, it was always we got to do the two shows. And there's been different varieties of panic. And then there was also the panic about social media platforms, getting it out there. How does it all work? It was the fascinating thing about the whole thing, especially given where podcasting is currently, is what it was like at the beginning and what it all became. Uh, it, 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 it's just, it's kind of unreal to me to think that we started by stealing time in a radio studio with random segments, some guests, 
It evolved uh, more when I moved back to L.A. and I put it in the garage. The garage was not set up as a studio. It was uh, full of just junk that didn't fit in my house. And then uh, it became more of an interview show with a third act that was usually some sort of fake guest act, a comedy piece. And then as it evolved into an interview show and things built up around it, that, uh, you know, we saw the whole the whole business kind of evolve and 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 grow around us you know we were at the ground level with a lot of different fights that we had to fight you know patent troll fights you know figuring out how to get advertising and and watching that business grow alongside the you know uh, networks growing alongside and and everyone kind of rose at the same time those of us who stayed in it and we saw it literally become a business i mean at the beginning we had two advertisers we had maybe three we had adam and eve which was basically sex toys we had Audible, which was, you know, Audible. And then we had Just Coffee, which was uh, something we carried over from a streaming video show. We did Break Room Live back in the day when people couldn't even stream it. It was We did streaming video before anyone was really able to stream. I actually did an internet podcast type of show before anybody was able to do it. This is not a test. I did for Microsoft on Broadway Video's Dime. Jeez, I don't even remember what year it was, but I think it was, it was a live sort of audio show with visual components that would happen simultaneously. This is before any kind of video technology. And it turned out, you know, we put a lot of work into it. A lot of big guests were part of it. Uh, Phil Hartman, I interviewed on that. Conan, it was because of the Broadway video poll. Uh, a lot of guest segments. And I don't think anybody was able to listen to that that wasn't in the Microsoft building or on the Microsoft campus. But moving from where it became, where it came from, which was, I remember when we first started doing this, in order to make it a job, uh, we offered tiers of membership, you know, like donations, like uh, NPR kind of thing. And you'd get swag uh, if you gave a certain amount of money, a monthly donation thing that, that would kind of recur. And I just remember my entire house being filled with envelopes, some with T-shirts, some with stickers, some with postcards, you know, just sorting that stuff out with just these these Excel spreadsheets of all of the subscribers and, and oh my God, running a bit. I, uh, it was, uh, it was quite a time. And here we are as a podcast and as a world still going actually stronger than ever, uh, 13 years later. So, uh, I guess I, I, I can say happy birthday WTF. Can I say happy birthday WTF? Sure I can. And Whitney Cummings is on the show today and she was actually on Back in 2010, on episode 106, this was the only time we really had a full hour-long conversation, although we see each other like all the time. Uh, she was on my IFC show, Marin, and we work at the Comedy Store a lot, and we text each other occasionally. She's got a new uh, special out on Netflix called uh, you know, Whitney Cummings Jokes, but she was one of the original, right, in the first, with the second, the second hundred guests. 2010, isn't that crazy? A little other business here. Back in 2019, we had a comic named Justin McKinney on the show. You can go back and listen to that episode now that it's out from behind the paywall, episode 1041. And you can hear his story about joining the police force and giving it up for comedy. He's got a new special that's out today. It's called Justin McKinney on the Bright Side, and you can watch it on YouTube. If you haven't heard his episode, give it a listen and then go check out his special I've gotten a little reaction, and I, and I want to talk about how my classification of boomers, I'm willing to admit 
uh, overgeneralization because I realized something the other day that when I talk about baby boomers and me being uh, you know one of the last ones out of the gate and I judge them and their selfishness or their ego or I say things that you know the this this uh, so much of the cultural chaos we're going through is at the hands of uh, you know the, uh, the dying of uh, of boomer egos. I'm usually talking about you know men. Uh, of a, and I'm usually talking about them in the arts or in the you know, uh, political game. I, I do make a generalization, but I realized it was kind of broad. And I'm willing to make that exception because I feel like it, it was too broad. Because when I really think about people who are still active politically and, and in some ways doing the right thing on a progressive level and in an activism level and also in nonprofits and in helping people, a lot of times... It is still that generation of original activists and people who were involved in the first wave of pushing back in the 60s. Sadly, they are a lot of the people that are still kind of, you know, doing the work of of trying to fight the good fight. I mean, a lot of us pay lip service to it. A lot of us may tweet a few things and, and speak up here and there. But I think a lot of the boots on the ground are still some pretty old boots of a generation of uh, original activists that I, I, I apologize for lumping in uh, if it did seem that way in my generalization of the that generation. Uh, I think that was, I think that was somebody brought that to my attention. And I think it's correct. I think that usually what I'm talking about, it seems, are a handful of dudes that that seem to have a lot of uh, of sort of cultural uh, uh, capital that you know are clearly acting from uh, uh, aggravated ego dimming. <laughs> Sorry, I, I it just sort of like. Uh, people want to, they, everyone wants to go down shooting in this country. And these guys who are 70, 80 years old, uh, look, everyone should be able to, uh, to have a good time. But, uh, I just sometimes get the sense that they're bringing the whole fucking world down with them. And this is, it's a broader conversation and I simplified it by, by hanging it on a generation without giving credit to the fights that were fought by that generation, by people who fight the fight, as opposed to people that, are completely self-involved, give zero fucks, are myopic, and only care uh, about themselves and what they have to say, and also, you know, making exceptions for the worst of things, uh, culturally and politically. Okay, how's that? Is that a is that a mea culpa? What did I just do? I don't even know what I just did. I feel like it made sense though. Did it make sense? All right, so here we go. Um, Whitney Cummings is uh I'll, I'll be honest with you. you you know we go way back i we had i remember yeah i think we might have talked about it on the original episode a decade ago or whenever that was 2000 and uh, what did i say 10 so more than that 12 years ago many years ago i think after the demise of my second marriage i kind of i had a crush on whitney and we were on the road together working and yeah i mean i, I tried to uh to see if it was reciprocated it was not but since then uh, we've been, I wouldn't say we're, I, you know, it's a weird thing about comedians that there are certain comics that I came up with, not in the same way that uh, it's a, it's similar to, to Jews. Uh, let me explain. There is some sort of bond we all have 
uh, comedians, uh, you know, there's many of us, but there's certain core people that we've, I guess if you spend a decade or more working around people, you don't have to spend, you know, some, a lot of free time with them or, or necessarily see yourself as having a, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a friendship in, in the standard way, but just the fact that we've, we work together and you respect people's work that there, there is definitely a bond in the community. And I've always, uh, loved Whitney and I've always been impressed with her work ethic and her energy and her humor. And I got to be honest with you, lately, she's just raw and does and just fucking all in. And it's just, it's kind of great to watch. And I was happy to talk to her. Um, her new special, Whitney Cummings, Jokes, is now streaming on Netflix. And uh, yeah, so, so this is me talking to Whitney Cummings. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I can't, I don't know. You know, we don't have kids and it's better off. Together, we certainly don't. No, I, I, I don't have any anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you, you can't hide a kid. You don't have one. But don't you feel good about it? Kid. You know, Do I... Do you have a llama or something? I don't have a llama. <laughs> But I am in yes. close proximity to what's the plural of llama? I think llama. To llamas very llamas. frequently. I do want to say really quick. Just, You're close proximity to llamas. What's that? You're in close proximity to llamas. Yeah, yeah. I do. I have um, rescue horses, and there's llamas at my ranch where the horses are. Oh, you have a ranch? It's not my ranch. It's where my horses are, though. It's... You rescue horses? Mm-hmm. You go out into the wild? Yep. And find wild horses? Not wild horses. They're getaway horses. Those don't need to oh, be. Oh, saddled horses? Um. Abused horses, abused show horses, race horses, dressage show horses, uh, horses that are abused. Do you find them new homes? Uh, yes, I'll rehabilitate them and find them new homes, or put them in an equine therapy program, and they'll be used for kids and oh, okay, assault okay. survivors. It and- seems like a tough sell. Like I mean, you, might, you can barely barely get away get dog get rid of dogs at a shelter, and you're like, do you need a horse? <laughs> well, horses are can provide transportation. Uh, they can actually <laughs> yeah, get you somewhere. Back in time, yeah, they're where. My- <laughs> They're way more useful. I do want to just close I'm this sorry. one hatch. Okay, sorry. In between you close being interesting and why? Can't, yeah, like or just a circle. I like it. I like it. So I get all my beverages, and I was somewhere, and I just uh, see it as taking care of myself. Yes. Self care, making sure right. that I'm able to show up for yes. you, and not sort of have a cotton mouth, dry mouth, or my ADD uh, kick in, or be hungry and distracted. And um, look at you, you're already exhausted by me. Um, no, I'm not. I'm excited. And someone went, oh, so you're neurodivergent. Neurodivergent. (laughs) And I was like, what? And she was like, well, this isn't 
oh, you're not autistic? This is an autism thing, like needing many beverages. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Yes, kind of. <laughs> so yeah. the beverages are always a big thing. No, I mean, I, I, it's good to travel with things to put in your mouth. <laughs> True. I mean, I mean, that's what it is. Not yeah. neurodivergent. You just want options and you want to be able to have these things. I just think it's sometimes hard to stay like concentrated in podcasts. <laughs> and I like to just make sure I'm not. Distracted. When was the last time I talked to you? On this show was maybe two thousand and uh, maybe eleven years ago. Eleven years ago, yeah, it was deeply traumatic. So it was deeply traumatized. You, yeah, you said you had to work something out. You had some, you like, know, what? You no, had to settle some sort of score. No, <laughs> no, it was more. I think the first time I was on here, it was before I had really, you know, I had just sold some TV shows, right? And uh, it was just such a. I just remember leaving, just feeling like, ugh, like I feel like I had disassociated. I feel like I. Um, Really? Didn't know you that well and right. and didn't deliver on any level. So you, you were hard on yourself about that? Well, you said something to me that just like stuck okay. with me. Yeah, what is that? In the back of my mind all the time. You'll both love and hate how much real estate you take up in my brain. You said to me, you're like, so you do like <laughs> jokes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It, was, it took me forever to realize how like <laughs> like 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 I didn't realize it was an insult till like half an hour later. Was it an insult in the interview? <laughs> I don't know. And then because I was like, yeah, I do jokes, and here's how I do them. And then I was like, oh wait. <laughs> and the name of my new special is jokes. And, and that's my fault. <laughs> that's not your fault. This is like your payback. And no, it was just my way of just going like, you know what? I do write jokes. I do do jokes, and maybe that's okay. This is what I do, and I've spent so much time having Marin in my head. But what's the alternative to that? I don't know why. I don't. I mean, I I do uh, my version of whatever the fuck. To I mean. uh, totally, but yeah. I just whatever. Oh, just yeah, both yeah. of us I, where I we were. I diminished you somehow. Not uh, no, not even. I don't I think I boxed you in. You're just a little <laughs> joke machine. I think we all hurt people's feelings by accident all the time, yeah. and we get our feelings hurt when people aren't intending to. It was just. Do you ever look back at moments in your life that yeah. had such a giant impact on you, and mm. the person that did it probably has no fucking clue? Oh yeah. All the it time. was just that because I yeah. remember at first being grappling with it and being like, "Be more conversational. Be one of those storytellers <laughs> that takes viewers on a journey." Well, and I, all that was in there. Yeah, I think you unpacked it properly. And yeah. then later, I was like, "I do do jokes, and I'm fucking proud of that." As people are just mm -hmm. like comedians or virtue signaling and lecturing and giving TED talks, and I'm glad I just write jokes. And but I think we all do jokes. If you're a professional comedian, I think that whatever anybody says about storytelling or this and that, that mm -hmm. the ultimately if you're trying to get laughs mm -hmm. and you do it there's there how you do jokes and i'm also just like i'm at the i am such an unapologetic tryhard like i don't know what virtue signaling means totally it just means like um people that are i think it happened a lot during the pandemic when comedians were just like looking for ways to get attention and clout or fill the void or whatever right. it was because they couldn't get on stage and it was a lot of just like whether it was you know and i'm not the person to weigh in on this i think a lot of people would say like that black square for black lives matter was virtue signaling just the idea well, of, like, i mean i know i kind of know what it is but i don't know how like because i performative activism is that I a guess, better well, phrase I mean, but there but there is no other way to do it is there now how i mean the, but you want comedians to... started doing things they would make fun of other people doing i guess some of them i don't know you never know who anybody is of until, course until of you course. do and i'm generalizing but, but like when you get on stage and you're like you know i'm probably going to get canceled do you really think you're going to get canceled i mean isn't like isn't that sort of a, a at this point kind of a hack line this idea that like oh well i'm gonna take a risk here hmm 
I, have you done 30 minutes of trans jokes yet? <laughs> no, but I talk pretty frankly about, <laughs> yeah. you know, fascism yeah. and, and gay. I think I mean, you I are uncancelable. I think for so me. That's so not true. That's so not true. All unless, it takes, unless you committed a crime. Right. Or it just it, or, or somebody twists something a, a certain way. I understand the idea of it. But I mean, it doesn't seem like your trans jokes are on the wrong side of things. Who's going to cancel you? No, they're not at all. But I, I take umbrage at that because I don't think you realize how much people want me to fail. Who's that? I don't think you, I, whether you know or don't know, I don't think you realize how many people. And because I, you're a woman? I don't think, I don't even think it's that. Because you're I Whitney? I, I think I bring up a lot of emotion in people and I think I trigger people deeply and I think uh, I'm polarizing and I, I think I... Based on what? What's happened? This I just think that people have strong reactions to me. How, I have, think people have strong reactions to all female comedians. I think yes, it brings up I, a lot. I think that's you true. You love them or you hate yeah, them. Yeah, right. You know? But and what's I, happened to make you aware of this? I think just... Um, like have people come up to you with like, you know... Have you seen your tweets to me, Mark? <laughs> Those are just funny. I know, but I'm just saying you like I get it. I get it pretty rough and I've never really talk about it. I don't it doesn't affect me on a daily basis. But I have found there are certain things that if I say them up top, Uh they afford me a little bit more later. I see. And I think that um, I'm someone that people really want to a lot of people want to see fail. Huh. And um, I think that people do, do you have, have a, tried in all kinds of ways or go like you were friends with this person or you knew about this thing or you. Oh, oh a Dillian shit? I, well, just a lot. I mean, yeah. tons of things. Yeah, and yeah. then. Uh, who are those people? What side do they come on? Are they just people who are, are resentful or do you find they have a position, a side? Or? It start, I mean, it's always been the case with me. I mean, I remember even when I would come to the comedy store just in the very beginning, but, yeah. you know, just I was just scared and anxious and yeah. trying to be a good comedian. And in the beginning, no one is, is my guess, you know? Yeah whether I was or not. And it's very confusing because it's like, you suck, but also you're so successful. Like, which is it? You know, yeah. so I think that people, if I'm not good enough, people are mad about it. If I'm too good, people are mad about it. If I'm successful, people are mad but about it. But aren't you, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what? Um, not everyone, but. And my tweets to you, I know sometimes they're a little, they're and meant I'm joking, to be funny. But I'm yeah, saying, yeah. You're, we're friends. Right, but I'm right. saying the amount of. of when, when I see a picture of you hugging Santino and I and I tweet monsters. <laughs> that's I not think. what I'm, t- I'm totally being facetious with you. Yeah. Uh, and I love no, you and I, I wouldn't I've, be I've, here I've, if I've I didn't. Done some, uh, I've done some uh, kind of mean ones. I know, but there. we have a, we're friend, we have we're, a thing. We have a thing. But let me ask you this, you know, because you're saying people, 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 you know, they, they think this, they think that. But I mean, aren't you making a lot of that up in the same way that we get our feelings hurt by 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 projecting personalities onto things. I mean, I know sure. that people tweet at you, and women comics definitely have it, you know, much worse. But I don't think there's a room full of people at any given point in time wanting you to fail. I think people like you, and you know, you're doing good comedy. I agree. Thank you. But I'm just addressing the one thing you said of, do you really think you're going to get canceled? Well, I mean, but so being what I have canceled to... is different than like you know, assuming that people want you to fail. Okay, so I am just telling you yeah. <laughs> why I do that sometimes yeah, in the yeah. beginning. Right. Oh, yeah. To Be- get to, yes to and get people loose. You uniquely hear it because I'm usually following you at the comedy store, going before you. Yeah. yeah. So I don't say that on the road. I don't ever say that. But right. If you're gonna right. be like, that's kind of a hack line. I have to say why I fucking do it, and that's why you don't Sorry. have to agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's um, 
it's yeah i mean it's the only reason i say that is is out of love for you because i think that uh, you know on some level these people that are sort of like no man i woke and that's why i don't get work i'm like yeah. is that why i don't think any of that's true i don't <laughs> buy that is total bullshit i of trust me, i am totally on your side none of that is yeah. real that whole we can't say anything anymore that's yeah. not true kind of say stuff you can say literally whatever Everything. you want yeah. you just can't be unfunny it just might be consequences yeah, literally if i say don't cancel me that's probably my way of going yeah. this might not be a funny joke yeah. that's why you should be canceling people and it's like it's it's always coming from the people that like how you never said tranny before yeah why do you need to say it so badly now exactly. like, why, you know so yeah. i think it's more but comedians i don't i also think we shouldn't be surprised by this is we're professional fucking babies i mean comedians yeah. you know complain Whiny about sugar babies. cookies for 40 minutes yeah. you know yeah. what i mean really who's doing that well that would be very very sugar sugar. remember he used to do the black and white cookies the sugar oh, oh, cookies yeah, 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 yeah like it's like yeah, yeah. we'll complain about anything sure yeah. you know seinfeld will complain about raisins for 40 minutes like we uh, this is what we do genius we <laughs> We get wildly offended by the tiniest modicum uh, of, of judgment or all criticism. All I know is like, all I'm dealing with on any given set is sort of like, am I going to open my heart and sort of be a warm entertainer or I'm going to or I'm going to make these people pay? I love watching you right now, Mark. What? You are in a fucking zone. I mean, you obviously. You too. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Really? Thanks. Uh, really? I, I like there's like I'll, I'll watch you right when you take the stage. I'm like, wow, she's 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 all in. <laughs> There's no no filter anymore. <laughs> but also so are yeah. you just in a different way. No, sure. No, I, so I, I, I think so. Yeah. I Would think we're in our in our groove. Imagine if I went up there and looked at a notebook and was like I'm half here. You, yeah. I mean, how annoying would that be? Yeah. The only thing more annoying than a comedian who's all in <laughs> yeah. and committing really hard and we roll our eyes like, Oh, here they are doing their job. Well, it's just interesting that there are people that really I mean I find that I, I get, uh, like, especially at the comedy store, because it's like a, it's like a trauma factory for me yeah. from way back. So, but sometimes I get up there and it really fucks with my head, you know, it, depending on the room. Like, sometimes the main room, you're like, how is this not a good room now? Why is this audience like this? I don't even, I, I, that room so, is such a mind fuck. I, and, I don't and, even know why we do it. Because it's like, it's sort of interesting, mm -hmm. you know, but then, you know, there's a, I don't know. It's the kind, only I'm, room I feel insecure in. To it, this day. And maybe it's because you're in the fucking back going, oh, she can Not me. I'm the guy in the back judging you? No, no. Do you know how much of a nightmare it is to work on new stuff knowing like Mark Maron's pacing behind you, behind the curtain? <laughs> you think not, that's a fucking blast? Uh, I, I, but, but it's I'm, all I'm thinking. I, I'm like, you I'm heard not this joke last guy. night. I shouldn't I, do this joke. I'm not the one. I like you. I know, but you have to. I'm, like, I'm trying to make a point that you're making things up. <laughs> I understand your argument, but I'm here to clear it up for you. I'm not back there pacing, thinking about you. I'm just sort of like, oh, fuck, now I got to... Oh, I you know. know you're not thinking about me, but I think that it's fascinating that that still... I'm on Team Whitney right now. Yeah. And I, I never really wasn't. So I I'm not that. the guy. I believe that. No, I believe that, which is part of the reason I can would talk to you yeah, like this yeah. and you know, drive yeah. three and a half hours uh, to wherever we are. And bring a tent. <laughs> I did bring three bags with me. I didn't know what I was in for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that it's a testament to how much I love you and how much I respect you. Yeah. And I want you to think I'm funny. I want you to be proud of me, but I know... <laughs> that it's I am. If, if you don't that's also okay no, i am i am it's taken me I 10 am. years to, to realize I, i'm not writing jokes 
just for you. <laughs> it's really liberating. <laughs> Would Marin like this? Yeah, you do jokes. Although sometimes things happen to me. Do you yeah. have any comedians in your head where something happens or you think of a joke and you're like, oh, this should be for like Dana Gold? Or, sure. Or like, yeah. I had a um, raccoon. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what happened with that? Family. I've got a couple of things. That, yeah, I got to ask you about. They're, oh God, <laughs> you're why me? I haven't, I've, we haven't really talked at depth in like 13 years. A it, lot has happened. I'm glad you agree with that. What? Because I was driving over. I was like, him and I. We definitely haven't had a conversation in like 12 years. Uh, I it know. wasn't just a hey, hey, how's the room? I know. Well, know? It, it, sometimes we, you spin out in the green room. You'll spin out a little bit. Yeah. You'll go. You'll kind of go on a thing. Am I a person you see in the green room and you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh God? No, this I always... is going to be a spiral because I feel like I everyone's complaint is I keep to myself. You're the only person with that complaint. I don't have a complaint. I don't know what you're hearing. What the fuck is wrong with your ears and your fucking brain? It's like you can't even identify tones but properly. I just, I but I'm saying you're... You say, sometimes you're lit up, and and if the if there's a topic at hand, you will talk in the green room. I've never known you to be like, why isn't Whitney talking? That's never been anything I've heard anybody say. <laughs> I don't know what where you get this reputation of being the quiet lady. That's something you made up. No, I think a lot of people. Well, you wouldn't know because people act different around you. You don't know anyone's personality. I don't. When Mark Maron's around, everyone's. I don't think Mark that's Maron's true. Here. What are you? What are you talking you about? Do, I'm just. I'm I just think a, we're an old man wandering a, around. Don't do this. What? I do think it's important that we're yeah. all in echelons where you have to recognize your impact on people. Because I, I find sometimes... I don't. I don't recognize it. But yeah, go ahead. You find what? You have some... You know what? You actually might not. You actually <laughs> I, I, might I, be... I don't Google my name. But do you not have a concept <laughs> that what? people are trying to impress you or... That... Sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, what do they want? <laughs> Your respect Why, and love. Is being... <laughs> I, I agree it's dumb. They're never going to get it. No, that's not true. When I, I see someone trying to impress you, I'm like, ah, that when is did, so is that? 2004. How's that happened? I, I but there I do but I am much more open now. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not running around trying to intimidate people. No. I don't know I don't under, I don't even understand how people get that. Like you I don't do that with you. You're you understand me. Mm-hmm. You've seen me. You've known me a long time. You know, we've been through things together despite not knowing each other that well, but we've been around each other for, you know, a long time. And you know we were you know we were in uh, La Jolla together. Do you feel like maybe you? <laughs> I will. We can play beat by beat. Go through that if you'd like. But um, there's nothing to go there's through. There's nothing just, to go I, through. I was, but you are. It was. I, I, I was easily deterred. But do that's you what, think that you're what? equals to? Like I think that maybe you're resistant to being <sighs> at the top of the food chain. I'm not at the top of the food chain. What's the food chain? What is winning? Okay. I think winning is um, uh, generally when you go to bed at night, being yeah. proud of your behavior that day. Behavior or work? What's the difference? <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> your behavior at work. Uh, um, well, no, I mean, my brain can do a lot of things over the course of a day, mm-hmm. I, which is like I've noticed before. It's like, you know, when I get to the comedy store, I've been through several days in my day and several <laughs> different, you know, like I've gone down and up. I've you do always things. show up like the, the guy from No Country for Old Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with yes. like the big, you're about to just shoot people yeah. with a cattle yeah. gun. With the prod- oh yeah, with that. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I'm that guy. Sometimes I do feel like that. The audience, You've been like, what's so happening? Much. Yeah, in my mind. Uh, but I don't always know. Like I do know 
I don't take it in that much. I see what you know what effect I have on my audience, you know, by by feedback and emails and stuff. But in terms of comedy, I do understand that. You know, I've facilitated something and was at the beginning of something that a lot of comics respect. And I think my comedy is pretty well respected, but I still compare myself. I, sp- I still compare and despair. I and I don't even. comic does. But I don't even want what people have. But that you, doesn't mean you can't get better by comparing if you're at the gym. I don't know if I'm getting better. I just like I just like feed on a resentment and I judge and and I you know I wonder like why 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 don't that many people want to see me and then I'm like well why would they? Well there's something so cool about people knowing you so well that yeah. and I'm excited to get to this point and that and I know talking about TV is so boring and gross but right. I used to always say like you know the best the funniest jokes on any sitcom or tv like fa- i loved family ties growing yeah, up sure um because it's like you knew the character so well someone yeah. could just say something to michael j fox's character alex b keaton and everyone would laugh yeah because they just knew right him so well that they yeah. knew this was gonna be funny it's uh, like yeah. people know you so well like the other night when you went yeah. i watched euphoria and <sighs> i sorry i don't want to botch your <laughs> joke but you're like i was like should i be watching this like <laughs> It was so funny because we all know you so well. We yeah. know you're a good person. We yeah. know what you've been through. Yeah. Like, if I had said that, it wouldn't have been that. You know, right. I think there's certain jokes, for lack of a better word, you can only do at this stage of your career because people that's right. know you so well. I think that's right, but that's what you work for, right? Totally. So I feel yeah. like you're just in this fucking surfing this wave that is so fun to watch. Yeah, but and, and I'm and I appreciate it, and I know I'm in that, and I'm happy about it most nights. But that doesn't mean I don't think that other comics are judging me. You think you have comics you think are judging you. Whoever's judging you, whoever wants you to fail. I literally like. I think there are some big comics that, and the problem is, is like, like I, I fucking, I, I don't respect them either. And I, and I know that they're they're sort of like they think what I do is something different than what they do. And I'm I'm just a fucking comic, man. Yeah. I mean, I do funny shit. Mm-hmm. But like when I see established people that just have joke churning personalities and make billions of dollars, yeah. I'm like, go fuck yourself. But you know, I, where's the risk in that? But I think it, my guess is they look at you and go, oh, he's so fucking respected. I want that. Really? Yeah. Did you listen to that conversation I had, Jerry Seinfeld? I didn't. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> was that recent? Well, it was during the pandemic. It was okay. Okay. But but I just have always thought that like you know there's this an established crew of comics, both young and old, yeah. that operate at this level where I'm I'm still this weird sort of like you know uh, 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 I'm still this guy fighting with himself in a nightclub yeah, yeah. and these guys are sort of like doing you know whatever the hell they're doing to make money and I just don't think of that I don't think of that shit you seem way happier to me I am happier so I wait mean, so okay yeah that kind of money you'd have fucking Lyme disease I just I went have, to the Hamptons I have money you I get, get Lyme disease you get Lyme disease you I, get Lyme here's they the thing here's the, let me you just, could never have that much money you would hate let, it let me just close that hatch or whatever the hell you said I uh <laughs> If I had that kind of money, I still wouldn't go to the fucking Hamptons, all right? It's, it's fucking I, awful. I have plenty of money now, and I don't do anything with it. Like, a big day for me is when I get a new wooden spoon. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what to do with money. <laughs> you really don't. No. But you're going to uh, move to Canada. That's going to be Hopefully. expensive. Um, I don't know. Like, it's more of a retirement fantasy 
for when uh, for when you know we really can't say anything here. Do you feel like now that you're at this place uh, where <laughs> what? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm just saying now that you've like so, on some level mastered. I don't know if I'm allowed to use that word in uh, terms of like addictive impulses, like yeah. the whack-a-mole of like okay, sure, it's bit, it's alcohol. Bit, yeah, bit. then it's you know maybe it's online shopping, maybe it's gambling, maybe it's eating. I don't whatever. have gambling. I don't have online shopping that much. Well, I don't sometimes have... gambling addictions manifest other ways. Like you know sometimes it's you know uh, the sex addiction stuff. I got away with this. Can I get away with this? Oh. A shoplifting is kind of, the, it's the same part of the brain as gambling. No, I get it. I get it. Like Not the, saying you have it. I don't have the porn thing. You know, like. But is the, adrenaline and, one for you? Because that's a big one for me. I don't know. Like, I exercise a lot now, and the eating thing is always ha- hard to manage, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I think I. Um, I don't have I don't have that much of a compulsive sex thing. I think I you know I've always throughout my life from being a young Jewish boy worrying. Well, no, there's just like you know, uh, masturbating is like a meal. You know, it's just something you do mm-hmm. like every day if you can. Yeah, knock it out. <laughs> it's healthy. Wait. Okay, so that, but meals we're doing more than one a day, right? <laughs> Yes. Because that was the sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. No, you know how yeah. like meals, you know how you have like one a day? Yeah. Like, no, 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 that's not a thing. No, I eat okay. Everything's okay. My yeah. my uh, my addictions are, are sort of okay. I find myself a little squirmy in my body though lately and I, I can't figure it out. I think it's this age. Mm-hmm. But what, I mean, but I, I, why did we get here? Like, with Because the, I was just curious. I think that like for me, I find myself when I don't have predictable chaos, I will sort of fashion some for myself just to get that hit of adrenaline and oh, adrenaline right. oh, turns oh, into oh. dopamine. So I find myself if I'm like really- Do you exercise? In that? a pretty, yes. And I, if I'm in an emotionally kind of sober place yeah. and I'm feeling my bored right, or right. I'm oh, yeah, feeling- fuck it up, yeah. it, It's like if I need to be somewhere yeah. at four and it takes 30 minutes, I'll yeah. leave it. 340. Yeah, I I wake up anxious about like I make that stuff in my head. Mm-hmm. Everything like I have to tell myself during the day it's sort of like, dude, you can it, take your time. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to fucking do. I'm like, no, I can't. I, I, I do but you know, yeah, but I don't. That, those tools worked yeah. really well, probably at some point in your life. They're getting there. They're getting there. Everything's getting there. You know. Yeah. And then, but do you have like I do really well with routine. I've started scheduling things that really helps me. Yeah. So that I'm not my main thing. I'm realizing is decision fatigue and the shame that comes with making the wrong decision at the buzzer. So like oh. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'll wear these jeans and this shirt, and then I leave. And I'm like, that's fucking wrong jeans. These jeans. Why am I wearing these jeans today? These are the dumb jeans, the camel toe jeans. I can't wear these. And then I'm like, had I just so, and then I'm gonna beat myself <laughs> in my day. So I have started this is so insane but um on my, so no it, it's not insane i'm yeah. not gonna pathologize it it okay. works for me it's on all sundays right. i'll take two hours yeah. i'll make all my decisions for the week that i can make on so, sunday are you telling me you lay out your outfits i on hang sunday? them on a fucking thing i have a vintage bar from etsy with two bears on either side it has everything for, for the week <laughs> just so i'm minimizing because de- for me to make a decision is too uh. it takes a lot of bandwidth it takes up a lot of like energy yeah. dollars i get that I mean, I'm de- I deal with something similar to that. Like, do you uh, use a lot of energy making small decisions? Well, I, it's just sort of, I, I have trained myself to do things. Like, the, the, the part of my brain that's like, you know, just do it wins more now. Mm-hmm. Like, with exercise and everything else. If I wake up, I'm like, I don't want to fucking, like, all of a sudden I'm, do- I'm dressed and I'm going. Uh-huh. So, like, the part of me that makes decisions is winning more now. And uh, in terms of pants and stuff, I don't know. I kind of commit to, you know, a couple of pairs of pants and a shoe or two. 
You know who you were talking about? You were too. Yeah. You know who you were talking uh I don't know who you were, I think it was Kate Berlant that you were talking to about performance artists. And yeah. sometimes, you know, do you ever, I'm sure you don't listen to a ton of other podcasts, but no, you know when someone's trying to think of something, when yeah. like, what's that person's name? And yeah. I'll be like yelling it yeah. in the car. Marina, Brahma, Marina Abramovic yeah. is someone that didn't come up that I am obsessed with. Yeah. And I don't know if you consider a performance artist or not, who cares? But um, uh, she has this manifesto. It's like an artist manifesto. Yeah. Right. But it's probably a little too rigid and yeah. maybe a little bit self-indulgent, but yeah. it's like every artist should have like three white shirts, three pairs of white pants. And I did it for like a year. And what did you get out of that? Why are you listening to her? I just- The lady that sat in the museum looking at people. I liked that. It was fine. I, I like it I, all I too. I liked that. But, I, it's like, but like, why do we compare ourselves? Like, this is, that's not the art that we're doing. Mm-hmm. What did, it's like, you know, Einstein had two suits. So I mean, who gives a fuck? You I, know, like, but I also like when people do different things than me. I think for the longest time, it's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, oh, you do that. So the world needs contrast. So it's like, oh, you get to be like, what if everyone was doing what you do? That would be way worse. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think. Yeah, but I, I've tried to design that so it, it, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to talk about specifically personal things so no one can hack me. But you do something so specific. Like, like I, when I came up with that Angel Factories joke, I had to text four people <laughs> to make sure they hadn't heard it. It's like Patton. Uh, 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 <laughs> Atel, I don't know if I got to. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I did. But and and uh, Doug, I don't think it, yeah. Atel would do that one. Atel usually texts me with things like that, but I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, I yeah. Sometimes I'll check in with people, but yeah, no. I mean, I think also the longer we've been around, the more we're like, have I heard this or did I just think of this? And I think well, some things are just you're. It's just it's just public domain, man. You know, once you start getting into public domain mm-hmm. shit, how there's ten thousand fucking comics. Do I mean, you, it's who gets it wherever first. Do you ever feel like you're just you mm. go to the store, just go in to like yeah. do stuff so people know you're doing that premise? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, kind of. I do. I, I do, but then like, but it's only a matter of time before someone else does it, and then you have to do the whole sort of like, no one knows who they well, are. Well, just also just like doing it, and I'm like, I'm do so people are like, okay, maybe I'll, you know, right? I got to change my or like we know she's been working out, sure. Like, where I'm always trying to play defense yeah, of yeah. people trying to just be shitty with me, so I'm just like, I'm gonna just go do it. So these people are these can... people being shitty with you again. <laughs> I love you, you I, have no evidence. I love the, this take. It is actually so like that you're like you just think I'm like beloved is I love No, that. I don't think you're beloved. I know you're challenging. I think but, I should. I mean, I'm I And I know there's probably plenty of dudes who are like fuck her or this or that. Yeah, but that's fine, but I don't think the general audience, you know, comics are comics. Maybe they, they're, I'm still they're all, in the old trauma of it or something but I, I still get that i mean i still get it too it's like you know what you know when uh when you know uh, like sebastian goes on there and does mm-hmm. his bit yeah you know the uh the the the, the whatever he's funny but but I'm like I I know it's not so much they're not going to like me. It's sort of like I I'm not I'm I'm not what, you mean. what they're planning on. But and I I'm going to go that. out there. Isn't that what's so fun about it though? Because sure. Because like, if you're doing sure. obviously like. Our fans are like amazing, and when you know, I'm just not an illusion that someone's my fan and no one else's. Yeah. You know, I'm like I still have to you know bring it when you know people come to shows. But I like doing stand up for people that weren't there to see me. Cause sure, I, of course, that's a real job. Yeah, yeah. like and, and, I kind of like yeah. it where I'm like Sebastian just murdered or Marin just murdered. Yeah. Like here we go. Yeah, this is not what they sign up for. But we let's can see also, if I can get them. Most of the time, we can follow each other. I think you know I'm not hard to follow really, but Sebastian can be. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of the only one I think right now. That's well, a you, I tricky. feel like when Joey Diaz was at the store, that was a. 
I would like stretch before I went on after yeah. Joey. It was yeah. always like, Jesus Christ, man. Like people would get yeah. up and just leave. But I think that, yeah, I just well, definitely. I mean, the whole tone of the store has changed since then. Yeah, I definitely just don't want to get in the habit of like, I kill. And if my audience, if you guys don't get it, mine does. It's like. No, I like going out and getting them. But like if when I'm thinking, my jokes right now, like it's always with me. It's sort of like, I'll just do this stuff that I know everyone can relate to. My dad's dementia. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out there and sort of talk about anything <laughs> cute. Like, I don't have that go-to, like, this will always work <laughs> bit. You just have a buoyancy about you right now that's really interesting. Yeah, you too. Fun. What is that about? I don't know. Maybe we, like, oh, had a brush with death uh, over the pandemic, and then we had- I grief. didn't have a brush with death. I Yeah, someone died, but I didn't have a personal brush with death. Did right. you have a brush with well, death? Well, I just mean with just, like, the oh, in oh. the beginning of the pandemic, I think we when we were, like, wiping down our groceries, and it was just, like, you know- Well, let's go back again. So, you know, you have all the success and everything, but, like, I just remember during, there were times- where it might have been during the pandemic or right before, where people were like, is she okay? <laughs> yeah. So it was never like, fuck her, or I hope she fails. It's like, what's going on with Whitney? I'm like, I don't know. Tell me about yeah, it. I know. And I then dyed like, my hair blue, and everyone like lost their minds. But you dyed your hair blue. You were sitting on hoses. You were in mud. It was- Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what did you fucking think was gonna happen? A lot of people blew their brains out too. I'm the fucking sick one. A lot no, of people I were did. doing just Zoom. Co- I didn't do one Zoom comedy show. Me neither. I would like. I didn't do one outdoor one. People that were doing Zoom comedy shows were like, "What's wrong with Whitney? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I dyed my hair a bunch of different colors because all my friends were losing their jobs yeah. as hair artists, and I was like, "Yeah, why not have fucking blue, purple, pink hair? Yeah, why the fuck not? No, I get it. Yeah, you know, but I think that um. And then, uh, and then I got COVID really bad, and I probably should not have been on social media when I was on COVID and edibles and stuff. So that probably had something to do with it. And then also, oh, yeah. it was also just like the pandemic, and I was sure. like, when else are we going to be able to be this? Yeah, this is the only opportunity I'm going to have to ever have a childhood, and I yeah. like went for it. Oh, okay. And um, it was interesting to watch how upset people got about it. I was like, is this because I'm just in my 30s and childless, and I'm not supposed to have? I, so much I fun? felt. I, I don't think I didn't feel upset. There, you know, I think my innate was sort of like concern, but but, but what was the cons- that I'm? I was actually smiling for the first time. Like, no, what no, was no, everyone's- no, no. The concern was is like, is she, no. Whenever this happens, because it's happened before in yeah. our business, and it's ha- you know, you reach a certain age where you're sort of like, is this a manic episode? Yeah. Is she? You know what I mean? Like, you know, we, but you're. I can understand what you're saying, and I wasn't uh, judging, but yeah. I, the it was concern though. I think it's it? interesting. No, I think it's interesting because I think I I. I got a lot of that and I don't know, you know, it was interesting because a lot of people that were judgy about it, I was like, you've always been fucking mean to me. Like, you've always been shitty to me. Yeah, Yeah, I might be having a manic episode because everyone in this fucking business has been so shitty to me. It'd be weird if I didn't have one. And it's then pronounced by the fact that now, just because my hair is blue, you've decided I, like, I'm on meth. Like, it just was like. I think it was Adderall. I took Adderall to write my book. Oh, yeah? How was that? I mean... When's the book? Is it out? Oh, no. This was years ago. My book came out on the day of the Vegas shooting. Oh, good. Good timing. Yeah. So I had a book come out in the same month as 9-11. That's great. Really. (sighs) I still haven't made the uh, $30,000 back that they paid me up. (laughs) Wait, did you... Were you scheduled to do press and then you couldn't because of 9-11? I don't remember how... Did we push it out? Or all the book... Was the publisher's office in one of the buildings? No, no, no. But it was just around that time, I think. And uh, it was was the Jerusalem syndrome. And it just... Books are terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Truly. Like, I, I just don't, you know, you, you, it takes everything you have, mm-hmm. you know, usually at, at the level we're at, you'll get a good, you know, offer and you'll take it. But I, I knew going into the last book I did, like, we're never making that money back. I think the never best, making that money back. I think the best thing was transcribing your interviews. 
Those are good. That's I mean, a good that's, book. Uh, but even that should have been better. Wonderful. Sold better. Yeah. But like, that's so much better than sitting down and writing something because well, you're not so you overthinking took it. Adderall during the book writing. Yeah, that was ages ago. Yeah. But I've been prescribed Adderall um, <sighs> for to sleep <laughs> before because yeah. I I have a little bit of mania. You know, I have like such bad ADD and mania. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So you have but mania Adderall, without the bottom. But here's what's so uh, it no it, no depression. It, it um, I'll answer that in a second. Yeah. But. It annoys me when people insult you without yeah. even an understanding of what they're saying. So yeah. someone's like, oh, she's so manic. She must be on Adderall. When you have ADD, Adderall actually calms you down. Yeah. It doesn't make you manic. Right. So it's you yeah. don't even know the science behind your insult, which also really fucking annoys <laughs> I d- But I don't. I but think, also, hold on. I think people were genuinely concerned. Everyone in LA is on Adderall. These are people that are microdosing LSD four times I know. Today. I know. I, I'm not one of those people, but I, I see like I have rose-colored glasses on. I'm not... On yep. the, I'm not on the pulse like you. I'm not talking to the monsters. I'm talking to you. But you're also w- hitting me at a time where it's the first time I've decided, uh-huh. like, I'm just going to start standing up for myself because yeah. I, like, take so much shit and I'm yeah. happy to. I, like, really don't care. From just general, like, you're just talking about, you know, social media platforms, like, vague you know, where's the shit coming from? I still, we haven't really isolated that, but I, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about the shit you're taking. <laughs> I don't, I, like, i Is I'm it on Twitter? Stunned. Or is it on... Because I don't think you're gaslighting me. Um, yeah, I, there's a pretty, I think that since I've publicly failed a little bit, people yeah. are like, oh, she's had, she's been humbled. Like, we don't have... But to. where do you see this on social media or, or like, you know, like... Um, people also like love telling me. They do? They'll they tell you it. to your face? People like, oh, like, hey, they're just jealous. Yep. <laughs> like, hey, don't worry about them. You're like, can I tell you something? Every comedian that's successful, other comedians hate them. It's not, it's like, this is just... Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. I, people love telling me that too. People will be like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I defend you. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Like, so I have no idea. I'm like in this weird paranoid okay. bubble where okay, I probably right. have okay. no clue. Right. I get it. And okay, but now you're have... standing up for yourself. Not standing up for myself, just pushing back sure, on like, sure. you know, because yeah. I do the roast and stuff and I think nothing's funnier than calling like a skinny man, a girl, like a crackhead. Like yeah, I would sure. be the first to do it, yeah, you know? Right. But I think that it gets tricky within the podcast format when you're like, oh, wait, I could make a joke to diffuse that. of like, yeah, because I'm a drug addict or I have to like actually like not be a punching bag and like respond thoughtfully. Sure. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but also it's not if it's not coming at you like a roast and just sort of like this weird kind yeah. of condescending concern. People like, like hey, because well, I, I have people a- in my family that are legitimately on drugs in a way that is like a daily, is that person still alive? Yeah. So it's like when people are like, oh, so she on drugs? I'm like, if you only knew <laughs> yeah. how much I'm not on drugs, given what I come from. Well, what do, can I ask you a question? And sure. we, we don't have to leave it in if you don't want to. But like, I think your sister DM me once or twice. Yes, I'm sure she did. I'm really sorry about that. All right, we don't have to talk about no, that. No, no, no. But it's like, um, it. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, that's... A nightmare. I'm sorry that happened. It's okay. I'm that. sorry. I no, it's okay. To... I'm so... no. I just. It's like I'm so glad someone's using the Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. So I do have a. I I think people are a little less hard on me now because people have started like learning about that. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. Um. Sorry. I no. I'm so sorry. It's I derailed so... everything. No. It's it's just like. It's so fucking embarrassing. Oh. Like I just don't like. It's like. And I th- I'm glad you brought it up, but um, yeah. I think that like I'm almost um, 
at a place where I like talking about how mean people have been to me, and yeah. I and I and I know I'm putting people in a situation where they have to go like, no, they're not people. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm really not trying to get look, and I know because like we used to have a comment board on the old website. And anytime a woman comedian would come on my show, it was like relentless. Of course, and I and I couldn't even I couldn't even understand it. Of course, and by the way, so that's just there all the time. Hundred percent, right. which I'm actually have no umbrage with. Like right. I have no, I mean, I'm sure people do it to guys too. I've done, I mean, I've well, done no, Rogan. It's ba- it, no, it's bad. I've it's done bad. Rogan. I've had docs. I've had, I mean, I've, I've had yeah. people show up at my house. Right, like, I, you know. So, but I think that to me, the reason I like talking about um you know being polarizing or yeah. not being everyone's cup of tea right. people either fuck with me or they don't and right. i'm kind of like okay with that because right. i know wh- how i am operating when i'm don't like someone i know right. exactly why yeah they're holding a mirror up to me i'm jealous of that person this person has something i don't have or this person is doing it the fucking easy way and i did it the fucking hard way and fuck this person like i yeah. and i didn't have to do it the hard way i yeah. chose to do it that way like yeah. i am clear for the most part when i um am activated by someone yeah. or oh this person is like hot right. and cold that's right. how my mom was like I, yeah you know, that's why i'm magnetically in love with this person yeah. you know? so um and i also like roll my eyes at tryhards i'm a tryhard but yeah. i'm embarrassed about it so i'm like oh look at this fucking tryhard Melanie's wearing a suit okay like yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah if i was yeah. doing arenas i would totally wear a fucking gorgeous yeah. suit you know yeah. like i want what you have got yeah. it um and uh but i think that i like talking about it because what i realized that is so like i almost have sympathy for the people that need to hate me to feel good about themselves because uh-huh. I think the funnier thing is like I just kind of started finding out about it. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't even hurt me because I'm, you know, I think like a lot of us, like I'm so inherently heartbroken, like as a person that yeah. like nothing hurts me. Yeah. Like it's really hard to hurt me. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm, that's, I think a lot of the time where I'm like, oh, give it to me. Right. Like I can take it. You know, yeah, don't yeah, give yeah. it to Laura Bites. Don't give it to, you know, yeah, like yeah. give it to me. Don't yeah. give it to Esther. Don't give it to Andy. Like I can take it, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think I tend to kind of go like with the Tim Dillons and Rogan and all these. I'm like, just make fun of me. Like I'll yeah. be the punchline. Yeah. I love it. Like I do the roasts. Like right. I'm used to this. Like yeah. I'm weirdly bulletproof because I have such an inherently like broken heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's why I don't take it too. But with personally. all, but with all that self awareness, then in terms of why you resent people and where you're at in your life, I mean, what about that broken heart? <laughs> so what do you, you don't like? Are you able to have a, a vulnerability that's uh, that's positive? It's hard because, and maybe you relate to this because I went through um, losing someone a couple years yeah. ago as well. Not the same situation. Yeah. And I can't imagine. Um, but there's something wild that happens when like the Damocles sword has fallen yeah. and the shoe has dropped yeah. where like no one has any leverage with you. That's anymore. true. That's true. Like, so they're... like I'm going to leave. You're like, are you going to leave? Yeah. Right. You're not going to get this job. Am I not going to get the job? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you there, don't give a fuck. There's something kind yeah. of amazing about it. Um, yeah. in freeing because I see so many people with there's the... liberating, liberating about the heartbreak. About well, I the see grief so many and... people where the worst is yet to come for them. And I'm like, what, young people? wait, your dad hasn't died yet? <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I feel bad for you. Like, I've already had to, like, yeah. walk through that. And I, you know, get to move through the world, like, in a way. Because there's something about that kind of grief and that kind of pain that's weirdly, like, liberating. Not that I would wish it on it. Well, I think that's true, though. And I think it's something that everyone's got coming. My Both my parents are still alive, actually, oddly. Isn't that weird? Nuts. It's not, it's not going great. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're, they're, Are they close by? No. Uh, my dad's in Albuquerque. My mom's in Florida. Do you uh, see them often? I go to see him. Yeah, I, I've, I'm showing up for him somehow. Yeah, even though it was fucked up and weird with us. But, it, you know, it's fine. I Something that really helped me was yeah. just asking my primary caretakers, like, questions. Yeah. Because it, like, never occurred to me because yeah. you're the, you know. And, like, the forgiveness is, like, I think you said, like, how do you, what makes you happier? So you said something to the fact that when I can forgive people, that's, like, my new drug. Like, mm. I get high on forgiveness. When you can really do it. When you can really, like, I forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness. But can you do it in your heart? I can. I do. I did. Um, Does it this, take work? I did an eight uh, month attachment strategy course with this guy, George Haas. He used to be at that place against the stream, uh, which I think closed this place in L.A. Uh. But you inst- I've always struggled with meditating. I know most people don't have time. I get fucking bored. OK, so the name of the. the, the... His name is George Haas. Okay. H.A.A.S. OK. And, and the... he does. He helps you figure a- out your attack. like attachment strategy, which I'm sure, you know, yours. Nothing. Nothing. What does it mean? So there's a couple attachment strategies, fearful, avoidant, preoccupied. Like love addiction. Yes. Okay. But everyone's secure attachment is one, right, which probably right. is You're withholding uh, or you're not, uh, the other one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like if you're preoccupied, I might be fearful avoidant. Uh-huh, yeah. If you're fearful avoidant, I, yeah. I might be dismissive. You know, so everyone's got a different sort of strategy that has worked for a, them. A, a different way of loving. Yeah. <laughs> or what cope, conflict. No, c- conflict. I know. Of I know. like if there's conflict. And then the love language, mine is just uh, actions and um, acts of service, which is very few people's. Words mean literally nothing to me so but also like what really becomes the tricky thing about it is like what when are you experiencing you know a a vulnerability and a love that is genuine and that you can trust because all this other dancing around it i mean all that stuff after a certain point it seems like you've kind of landed on that it's just these patterns that we engage in to avoid it i've never i feel kind of lucky for this i have never viewed um partnering as something that would be forever i've never sure. i've literally never yeah. i guess i saw so many divorces as a kid like i, no, I feel two, that i feel that i was like yeah. two years that's awesome sure yeah i've never been like thought a relationship was a failure like yeah. i've never looked at it that way yeah i don't staying I don't, in it would be such a bigger failure if it's wrong yeah i've never thought about forever until i want to get out I mean, do you it's like this is going on forever? Like, okay. like, you know, to me, I'm like, if this goes for a year, we're, we're winners. You know, if this goes for two years. Yeah, I don't for... I don't have that, uh-huh. I, you know, but I, I do like lately. I just judge it on like, is this easy and OK? I mean, is this like satisfying? You know, because like, there's some part of me that maybe I'm cynical, but there is some part of me that I'm like, I might never get to whatever it is that people are trying to get. Or you might have it already, but you maybe. Just... But I, I do know when I'm capable of being open and mm-hmm. holding it open, mm-hmm. and I have you know whatever my broken heart will enable. But sometimes it's just a little bit at a time or whatever. But I'm not one of those people that's going to be like selfless moving through the world. It's just not the you know. I'm so sorry. I started crying on your podcast. Why I'm not? Okay. I, I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad. I think that's all it is. What, that you have a heart and emotions? No, I just think seeing a woman cry, from what I understand, is very stressful <laughs> for men, or very erotic or hot. I don't know. I, I don't want to get an erection. Okay, I'll fight it. <laughs> you know what else it is? I think I'm just like, yeah. I think that I like to just arrange my life around doing things that need to be done yeah. so that I'm not thinking about what I should be doing. Right. So what, I think for me, the idea of like, am I in the right thing? Am I not? I, I is one of the program tools I use, and I'm fine talking about being an Al-Anon and uh, adult children and alcoholics, um, which is like, 
I will schedule my worrying. I'll, if I'm in a relationship and I'm like, oh, should I be in? Instead of questioning it every single day, which is my default, is this good? Is this bad? Wait a second. Why did he just say that? Wait, what? Really? Yeah. yeah your you craft? Do... Okay. Well, now I have to rethink everything. You, but do you do that? Really? You're spinning around that much all day long? Yeah. yeah the tiniest thing. Oh, of course. Vacillating, vacillating all day. Am I oh, safe? Oh. Am I safe? Is this right? Is that, am I still oh, respect this? Oh, it's constant. But I am also able to, I, I did go on 10 milligrams of Prozac, which was a total miracle for me personally, really? at least for now, because of the- yeah. The perseverating, yeah, yeah, just the per- unnecessary perseverating that benefited no one. Which to answer your question about the depression thing, I never, yeah. um, I don't believe I have depression. Yeah. I have many. Um, don't be jealous. I have many th- things, but um, apparently one <sighs> of the symptoms of depression, which Gary Goldman um, helped me understand, was yeah. also um, going on a loop. Yeah. So having a conversation with Mark Marin, getting in my car and go, why the fuck did you say that? Why, yeah. why did you fucking do that? Now he thinks you're an idiot. Okay, so next time you see him, you should say this. What if you send him flowers on your birthday? Just trying to control yeah. your perception of me and the after the afterburn. Right. You know, and that's part of depression. That is one of them. Yeah, that kind of like because it's keeping you insulated and isolated, and from I don't know depression. It seems like it's such a giant thing. Right. What What did you learn from the attachment strategy guy? couple things um you would in a month at a time forgive everyone in your family in your meditations instead of just being like i'm gonna think about nothing you would do like i forgive you you forgive me i forgive myself there's a lot of crying involved in this not a ton Mm. only on your podcast i I haven't cried in a while that was wild good that was crazy um it's a lot. So let's say you have an aunt, uh, Ruth, who, you know, maybe witnessed your abuse and did nothing, yeah, right. you know, like okay. those little resentments yeah. where we don't oh, even yeah. realize sure. we hold it. That wasn't even the abuser, right. Right. but they witnessed it and didn't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah. And sometimes we're even madder at those people, but we can't really articulate it. Right. And so like uncovering those resentments, because sometimes we're like the abuser or the person that was dysfunctional. We found compassion for mm. it. It's like, oh, they had addiction. They were an alcoholic. Hurt right. people hurt people. Like, yeah. you know, they didn't have the tools. They got yeah, it honestly. Yeah, yeah. But then the person that witnessed it, what the fuck was their deal yeah yeah but they didn't fucking do anything right but that's probably an unrecovered al-anon too right, right? so sure. it's like so forgiving even those people that you didn't even realize how drunk with rage you know intoxicated by anger you were with them or couldn't have any kind of like um uh relationship with them because there was that sort of wedge uh-huh. of why the fuck didn't you do anything like where were you yeah. and um even though they were in their own adult child responses and then you forgive yourself that's like a big thing i and know it's all this dorky yeah like when i did my amend step in aca yeah um the first person i had to write amends to was myself is a is like you know and, and that all holds <sighs> yeah the being hard on myself the self-depriving i mean a big thing with alanons is like you know we don't floss but we're helping other people move like yeah. we don't take care of ourselves in like very basic ways so when i got into alanon it was like a complete reparenting process like going to the dentist going to the doctor like very right basic. because you let you you let yourself get uh, drained you give yourself meanwhile over. i'm like helping right, a guy right, move yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, yeah. separated or not you yeah, know yeah, and yeah, like yeah. we're obsessing you know the three m's mothering micromanaging and martyring on other people yeah. yet we're not flossing our own fucking teeth yeah. you know so i really had to like reparent that way so yeah that did that did help me yeah. to to sort of um apologize to myself for yeah. like i'm sorry the way i treated you because i treated you the way you were treated yeah and i parented i took care of myself the way i was parented that's all i knew yeah you know it's yeah. like it didn't even occur to me to like make my bed and like you know just oh see i like yeah i did that stuff early in recovery i was told i was taught to make my bed so like i do that 
and I do that every day, and I brush my teeth no matter what, and I exercise. Like all these, I was I cried last night when I watched uh, I watched um, Days of Wine and Roses. Wow, with, with Jack Lemmon and Lee I know Remett. it. And, I remember when I first went to Al Anon, my sponsor told me to watch it, and like it's the the best AA movie, and it's so fucking on the money, and like and it was like. It was devastating. I, you know, this this woman I've been hanging out with, she had never seen it, and, and I don't know why it was on Criterion, and I'm like, let's watch it. And I'm just sort of like, oh my God, it just gutted me. Yeah. But it gutted me at the same time that I get gutted when I listen to people tell their stories in the program. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jack Klugman shows up and says, you don't have to live this way, I'm like, oh my God. You know, it's just- You but don't I'm, have to feel like that ever again. Right, yeah. but, and I'm so glad, though, that my brain has been- washed like that like i remember being in, in the rooms and some guys talking about how uh you know when he first came in he's like you know he's yelling at his sponsor it's like this is bullshit man this is brainwashing and his sponsor said your brain needs to be washed it needs to be cleaned yep but like you know it's it's really kind of moving that that something in your life however you put it together has that kind of impact and it's and it's deeper than a decision it's like in there. And I do a lot of, you know, things, you know, um, to reinforce that. But yeah. I, I think that, like, ultimately, I'm an energy conservationist first. Yeah. And, you know, I the equine therapy stuff, it's a gala liberty training with horses. It's basically like equine therapy. Do you ride stuff. it in the horses it's, a lot? So we don't it's not the idea is you don't just get on a horse and ride it do you ride horses it's if it's consensual i grew up doing it the wrong way like just you jump on a fucking horse and it's it belongs to you and it does what you want and it's there to serve you only and it doesn't have a specific personality that's why they call horses they're broken they break their spirits you know so we unbreak horses is Uh, the idea to get their spirit back but you're a horse rider sure yeah yeah Okay. I mean, no, but <laughs> no. I mean, so I will. You so, know how to ride horses. Yes, I do. Yes, okay. that that is correct. Um, <laughs> but I choose not to unless it's consensual with them. So you can actually do a lot more amazing things with horses if you don't just jump on them. How do you develop a consensual uh, relationship with a horse? The same way you kind of would with anyone mm-hmm. is you only do fifty percent of the work and yeah. make sure they like choose to be around you. So horses are such an incredible way to learn about yourself because yeah. they don't give a shit what you do. It's, it's a fairly impractical uh, therapy animal, though, like for traveling on planes and whatnot. <laughs> there has been a mini horse on JetBlue. <laughs> okay, I feel like, um, but uh, but you know, it, it's we're ultimately you know yeah. a prey animal so and they're all about conserving energy so uh, w- the real reason that horses if you're like going in and like, i don't know if this horse likes me i want to get a picture with it what if this yeah. horse won't let me ride it it yeah. just wants to get away from you yeah. because you're just exhausting yeah and it doesn't know when its next meal is going to be because right. it's relying on grass right so you're just too exhausted and they're so clear they're so black and white you know yeah. they don't go well i need to talk to mark Marin because he's famous and what if he helps me get a tv show so i'm just going to stay so here do you find that the horses want to see you fail <laughs> I can. I thought you were going to be so on the same page, but I'm so like. No, stop it. Blown away no, that. No. I, I'm just maybe so- not so much anymore. Maybe I need to catch up to this. Like I just had this last special that came out. I was w- bracing for the like backlash, and yeah. there like was none. And yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I'm out of the woods on. But that. no, no, I'm, I was kidding about the horses. But I mean, in the sense that, like, because you say that they are sensitive to exhausting energy mm-hmm. so you're saying that part of your 50 percent is to somehow get to that level where that is not the case be someone yeah. that would be calming to be around yeah so their only real 
the only way you can really cajole them is with serenity. Yeah. Whereas dogs, you can use treats. Cats, you can use treats. Right. But horses, they can get food without you uh, with grass. So they yeah. don't need that. The only reward is serenity with them and right. peace. So right. if you can't create some kind of like energetic peace within yourself, they yeah. don't want to be near you. So yeah. a lot of times just in the beginning, when you start with someone, you just like being terrified is is not. Well, they don't. Peace. But they don't know you're terrified of them. They just think you're terrified, so they're like, oh, there's a bobcat close by, so now we're all stressed right, out. Right, right, but but like, if you're afraid of horses, they're gonna read that as like, I don't need this shit. No, right. you're, but you're, but also, they don't know why you'd be afraid of them, because they don't have the intent to hurt you. Right, right, So, right, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you get too close to them, you're hurting yourself, which yeah. is a whole other conversation, because it's like, to me, the one of the most amazing metaphors for codependence and entrenchment, because yeah. we want to like, snuggle a horse, and then it steps on us, and we're like, hey, fuck. It's like, yeah. no, same thing with relationships. It's like my, you know, I know we're not on video, but my therapist always says, relationships should be like this not yeah. like this right. you know yeah yeah if I, you yeah if you hold sand in the palm of your hand like this straight out yeah you can hold it forever but if you hold it like this you're gonna lose it it's so the idea go through your fingers so it's yeah. i had to literally i was so confused about the proximity that was yeah, healthy yeah, for yeah. intimacy yeah, yeah i would yeah. get so close to someone dangerous i yeah. would get in cages with tigers and hurt yeah. myself yeah and then be like why did you hurt me it's like well why the fuck did you get in a cage with a tiger right you know that's what alanon is right that's what codependent relationships are yeah you fucking hurt me well you knew i was a tiger that's yeah. why you like me yeah you know it's that dance yeah and it's but human magnet syndrome but, and it's also not real intimacy it's just no it's like this weird kind of like contrition and rage and you know uh, forcing intimacy as adrenaline a junkie shit oversharing yeah, 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 trauma bonding yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's uh trauma bonding. just recreating your childhood circumstances mm. like harville hendrix 101 that yeah. book is amazing getting the love you want when yeah. you're just magnetically attracted to someone where are you at with this shit now Dude, I am so fucking. I remember my um, therapist said to me once, "Cause uh, how many therapists do you I have? I have one therapist, and I don't even go that often. I mean, I do. I'm not, I'm not judgment. Okay. I mean, I just didn't like. I mean, how many have you been through? You've been with a guy a long time. I feel or a like woman? a woman. Yeah, I've yeah. been with her maybe 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Put me in Alan on her whole thing is like, oh, I don't want you coming back here. I want yeah. you to get better. Like, yeah, why are you? Yeah. You know. So I am a 12 step bitch. I'm into free medicine. Yeah. Um, because and also free pe medicine. Free medicine. What does that mean? Well, just Al 12 step programs are just. Oh, okay. Got it. I got it. Free when medicine. I first went into programs, someone, yeah. there were three things that made me understand why I needed to keep coming back. Because I did not want to come keep coming back. I thought I was perfect. I'm the nicest person alive. All I do is help people. Mm. I know my intentions. I just want to, you know, make everything perfect and cook everyone and help everyone all the time. And I didn't realize the pathological thoughtfulness. I didn't understand the whole people pleasing is a form of assholery. I didn't uh. understand that if your motives aren't clean, you're actually just manipulating somebody. Right. And you're so terrified of abandonment that you're going to be useful to them and nice to them so that they'll think you're a good person. Just be the good person that you are. Like, what is yeah. that? Like, you know, yeah. pathological gift giving, pathological. Sure. Sure. Helpfulness, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I have good news and bad news because I first went into Al-Anon basically to be like, oh, I'm going to go learn how to get my family members to stop drinking. Yeah. This is going to be so helpful. So when was that? That must have been when you yeah, were a long like time 13, ago. Yeah, yeah, 13 yeah. years ago or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll fix then, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I have the whole, like, yeah. I'm going to get all the, get like, the instructions. tools I yeah. need yeah, yeah. to get them sober. The like, book to help them out. They're going to, like, love this. <laughs> like, this is going to go. Yeah, and yeah. um And someone, uh, the guy that was sharing, he went, um, okay, I have good news and bad news. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that the war is over. The bad news is that you lost. <laughs> and I just, like, got, as soon as, it, like, got it. And yeah. then he said something where he's like, um, you know, codependents, we have a pathological thoughtfulness. We're pathologically thoughtful. Mm. And I was like, that I I understand what that means. Yeah. That's what I am. All I do is think about 
how to make someone's life better. Yeah. And then by the time I see them, I'm yeah. like, why the fuck? Oh, this is how you're going to act after I've spent the whole day thinking, thinking about, about you <laughs> yeah. and how to make your life better. And I've done and right. all stuff they didn't ask for. Right. And it was just like, that's it. It's yeah. like we break our own hearts. Yeah. We set ourselves. Oh, that's we, interesting. That's that's our comfort zone. We create right. circumstances where there is no other choice. Right. To be the victim. So it's like, if you're not going to hurt me, I'm going to create it so that you just you are hurting yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to recreate my childhood circumstances in this victim role because that's really comfortable for mm. me. I know how to do it. Yeah. You know, being treated well and like that is suspicious to me because also when you're raised by Al-Anons or any kind of Al-Anonism in your family, kindness is suspicious. It's exploitive. Because yeah. it's like, well, any you try to manipulate of, me. Why yeah. are you trying to yes. make Why are you helping me? Well, that's me? interesting. Well, but yeah, because it's like, it's oh, right. you screamed at me yesterday. Now you're like all nice and cheery and trying to make up for it. Well, yeah, I, I've been trying to figure that out too. Like I, I've, because I talk about my parents not really being capable of selfless love or nurturing, but they did worry constantly. But it was more sort of like, I hope nothing happens to to him because I don't know how that would affect me. <laughs> how could they? Though? I mean, like, yeah. what ha have you gone into all the like family constellation stuff or the ancestral trauma stuff that bit, really helped me a bit? I mean, like, I I, I get it, you know, and it, it's and I can feel that I'm not controlled by a lot of that stuff anymore. And, you know, things are, like, I know where I'm at and what I'm willing to risk and what I'm not, mm. you know, in a way. You know what I really appreciate about you? Mm. I said, at least your fears are, or the things you worry about are actually happening. Yeah. Like, you're like, we're running out of water. That's true. <laughs> like, that is actually true. <laughs> yeah. And I know you know all this, but yeah. I was talking to someone the other day because I'm working on this dog food that, takes less water to make because yeah. a lot like meat is you know yeah. one of the biggest reasons we're having this drought almonds and almond milk and all avocados and that shit too but um every cow is two hundred sixty thousand yeah. gallons of water or something yeah. so it's like half cricket protein half, whatever we'll see right, right. um and uh and so uh i was talking to this guy who's like works in the water commission in california and i was like so the drought like how worried like well, what's yeah. this gonna be like are yeah. we gonna have to, are we gonna have like you can only shower three days a week like there's gonna start to be like laws rolling out right they're gonna start just cutting your sure. water and so um, he goes, oh, you know what? Um, I would put a pin in that and I would actually start worrying about the fact that half of the world's fertilizer is in Russia. And next year, if uh, we don't get it to South America and America, we'll be in a legitimate famine. Oh, famine, right. Yeah, like right, a legitimate talk, famine. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple of years ago, uh, I was very in deep about how we're running out of sand. Sand. Mm -hmm. For? Sand. So China, all these countries that are building to build glass, you have to use sand. Right. And we're run literally running out of sand because so, sand is made by rivers over thousands of oceans, years. Yeah. 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 So I got obsessed with in India, there's this like sand mafia and they send people to the bottom of the ocean to get sand and then they just zoom off. They wow. take the sand and just leave them. Huh. So that you had, uh, you got into the sand problem. I, I get into these holes like you. keep you, going. Yeah. Because I like to at least... You, I can build self-worth by going, well, at least you're worrying about something that's happening instead sure. of like, is does so-and-so like me? Yeah, I, I tend to, but I get really obsessed with dumb little shit. Like today I was Googling uh, uh, two whole buttons. Like I needed- <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I, I mean, I get like the wooden spoon thing is a real thing. Like, you know, like, like I'll get, 
like I just walk into something like one. I have these Lacoste shirts that I've had forever, and and I didn't wear them for years, but now I'm sort of wearing them. And one of them is missing a button, and it's a very specific button on a Lacoste polo. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, where the fuck do you get these? And my first thought was like, well, why don't you reach out to Lacoste? So I I emailed Lacoste and said, where do I get the two whole buttons on your polo shirts? I've not heard back from Lacoste. So then I realized like maybe just look up two whole buttons. So this morning I was looking up two whole buttons, but it's like how big are these buttons? So then I had to get download a online. Uh, tape measure because I don't have a fucking ruler to measure the button so now I got a 10 millimeter two hole button but I want it to be sunken a little bit so it looks like the buttons on the shirt like anyone give a fuck a button with a ruler I, I mean, did I measured a button with a ruler but see but inch. I do that <laughs> Yeah, well, you got to get. But I love that about you. I think that this is also why you're such a brilliant comedian because you approach a joke the same way you approach that fucking button. You well, it's know, an ongoing conversation. It's, yeah, you know, like eventually more will be resolved, and and that's why most of my jokes don't finish themselves for a year or two because they need to come together <laughs> the with the other is, stuff. What's the last joke on a joke? Yeah, I mean, or like the last joke on a scene. At least we call a button. Right. Oh, that's funny. That's true. You know, but like my things are always evolving, but. But so all that aside and outside of the famine. But I'm are the you same. Fine? Are, I will worry about I've got. This. But, I, but I'm, I'm, I accept that about myself because it's better than, you know, it's better than crying sometimes. And also 2000 years ago, you would have been the most valuable person in the tribe. The guy like Googling buttons. Yeah. <laughs> get the get the button Googler over here because we're in trouble. You were the guy that wouldn't fucking <laughs> let shit slide. You yeah, were the yeah. guy that was like, this is a tiger print. And they're like, no, it's not. You're like, I'm telling you, a tiger lives but, here. But I do that for like, you know, maybe a couple hours and be like, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just go I'm rich why don't I buy a yeah. new lacrosse I'm not, I'm not, lacrosse what's it I called? could yeah the lacrosse but no but it's just sort of like if you guys are going to sit here and fucking <laughs> not say there's going to tie like that's why I fucking that's the only reason I, I applied for uh, permanent residency was because I needed to take some sort of action that would you know that would make me feel better if we're going to just be out running climate like I don't have kids and, and, and it looks like my money will hold up until I die mm-hmm. so like if, if the thing is like you know if I've earned a certain amount of peace of mind you know why not go find it and if that means trying to outrun climate mm-hmm. then I mean that's just the way it's going to be so and fascism so in my mind like I've been a lot better since I filed that application it mm-hmm. may take two or three years to, to process and I might not get in but I know I've taken an action where yeah. that escape fantasy is viable and it's based in reality it's not it, you know I'm not making shit up mm-hmm. you know when when Sebastian gets up there he's like this is water is anyone really worried about water do you actually shower like you're running out of water I'm like yes and we all should be you know like I, I don't whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I, I see what you mean. I, it, it's taken me a long time to not internalize comedians' jokes. If I did that, I would just have jumped off a building by now. You know, like I always assume that whatever anyone's doing on stage is some exaggerated like sure. of thing. Course. Of because course. otherwise, every time someone gets off stage, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you know. But there is a certain amount of denial and there is a certain amount of wrong-mindedness that I can identify. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly no comedy cop and I and I enjoy people's acts. Yeah. But sometimes people are like, right? And I'm like, no, not really. No, not even Does anyone? Yeah. So what is the new special just come out? Just came out. Yes, sir. I paid for it myself and licensed it. Oh, how's that go for you? I think it went, it was a little bit nerve wracking, but it seemed like that was like, okay, this is the next thing to do. And you got do. all the boys to push it? The big shot? You got Rogan and everybody? I went on a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. 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 I don't know what that, you know. Well, I mean, but how did it, did, did it, how did it make 
it's doing well yeah. as of now from what I know, but yeah. I think the first 90 days are a big, that's what matters, I oh, guess, to this okay. service okay. as of now. Yeah. So you don't shit. get a daily kind of like download count? Mm-mm, no. Oh, God. I told them, I was like, I don't want to, don't tell me. Yeah. Just give me like the, you know, top line. But apparently a thing that is good about it, which is honestly the best feedback yeah. I could get is uh, people are not, or people are finishing it in the first sitting. and, and They have to pay for it though, right? If it's on Netflix, yeah. It's just on Netflix. Oh, it's just on Netflix. Oh, so I you think, you made of, it and sold it to Netflix? Yes. Okay. I, I made see. it on my own because it was also during the pandemic and it was like, you know, the- And what was that deal with them? So they didn't offer you a deal. You said, well, I'll just make one and you'll put it on. They were like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I could have licensed it to other places too, but it was kind of like, you know, at this time where it was like, oh, the insurance in order to shoot it yeah. right now, we, like, let's just wait until, and I was like, I can't keep doing this material. And then I saw, you know, the last four specials yeah. I did showing up on all these other platforms. Like, how is it on Paramount Plus? Like, how is it on this? Where, yeah. Like, where are, why can't I even put these on my social Jesus media? Christ, I can't, my show Marin, four seasons of it, you can't watch it anywhere. So you should feel lucky. Can you know. buy it back? I think you, oh, I don't know. Wait, I'm sure IFC will have a, what was the studio? Fox so there, Studios, sh- that's Fox 21 now. I wonder. I wonder if I could buy it back. Either you could buy it back or it's someone saving it to put on their streaming platform. But I know that a show that I did on Warner Brothers yeah. is not on like Netflix or, yeah. it, you know, because I It think- was on Netflix for a while. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it definitely got some juice and you can still buy it, but you can't buy it internationally. It's a weird thing. That's very annoying. Not on Amazon? That's kind of, not on Amazon. That's very dumb. It was on Netflix for a while, but then it was like- not all of it was on Netflix Europe. Whatever. It's, it's a good question, though. I wonder if we can get it back. I just, it's like kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, this day and age, you just want to be able to fucking put a clip yeah, of your, like, are you doing jokes? Watch your, watch your See thing. me in Columbus at the fucking whatever. I just got onto TikTok. I don't know what to do with it. I do. I've been thinking a lot about your TikTok presence. <laughs> you just saw it? I have. No, just because you've been talking about it. The only thing that I do with TikTok is it's like, Clips from specials, the way that we used to syndicate TV shows. No, I know that's what everyone's doing now. But do you have a service that does it? Yes. They cut them up and it's just like a minute at a time. Yeah, I can get that guy. New people will discover you. They're like, that's just the new syndication. And I don't complain about it because remember when we would make specials for Comedy Central and it would be four minutes and then a commercial. I get it. I get it. No, I get it. Like they can, like you can, you hire the people and they can take, you know, I have like a history of fucking, you know, content. Like they can take content like I have four or five specials. Embarrassment of riches, the amount you kind of. I mean, if you, you want, you have enough content for three years, right? But you just hire someone to go find the jokes and then yep. put them up there. And by the way, and then go. Oh, this is his bit about coyotes. There was just a coyote attack in Arizona, so and then it's going to get in the algorithm. Like, and then it just kind of turns into a little bit of a you know a, tet- a Tetris game. I mean, Carlin is literally trending on TikTok. No, I get it. I can understand like putting old clips up and because there I'm most people don't know who I am really that's just a reality you know like I'm not like people know me but most like people don't want you to fail that's true but I mean but I'm still like a thing that people could see on their TikTok go who the fuck is this guy that can happen mm-hmm. there's a whole generation or two and I think that's a good thing that's what I, you no, want that's exactly but yeah, when I, they see you doing stand up they're like oh this guy's a fucking genius right. why would someone who's 15 or 18 know us right you know exactly so, I am, I'm I mean, not gonna so, sit down and watch an hour they're gonna go let me just get a taste let I get, get it taste. I get you that know, no, I get that so I reached out to somebody he hasn't called me back he hasn't emailed me back who's yeah. your company same people as Jeselnik uh, no, I don't think uh, so. Uh, I don't know who his are. His I, Nick Kroll's guy. Yeah, I didn't even he's, know he's he was a Nick on Kroll's guy. I didn't well, even he know just started. So Jeselnik's like, yeah, I just started doing it. And I'm like, who's your guy? He's like, I got Nick Kroll's guy. I'm like, well, can you talk to Nick Kroll guy about me? So I emailed the guy, 
Right. I emailed the guy that you know get that told. Je- oh, he just got back to me. Oh, hi, Mark. Awesome to hear from you. So, like, <laughs> we- this is you in a nutshell. People are fucking against me, man. Oh wait, they love me. No, it's a- <laughs> no, no. It's just speaking to what you were saying. I just I wrote the back. guy. Oh wait, I just didn't check my email. I wrote the guy yesterday, and I was like, and I was worried. You know, I told him like about my IG and about about you know. Uh, that I just got on TikTok and it's verified. And I, don't know, and I said, and I, at the end I said, tell me what you can do with the situation. <laughs> so then like, because I didn't hear back from him immediately, I'm like, maybe that was a little too forward. <laughs> like the guy's not running a business. But I remember why I'm nervous about asking like that. Why? Because one time, a million years ago, Carrie Hoffman, okay. the guy who used to run Stand Up New York and manage, he was a half, you know, he's kind of a manager. He managed Zach Galifianakis at the beginning, and he used to own Stand Up New York. Mm-hmm. And now I think he became a Frank Sinatra impersonator. But there was some weird thing uh, during a period of time where uh, I was unmanaged, where he's like, or maybe Becky was just starting. Manage, but he approached me, said, how would you like me to co-manage you with, uh, with, uh, with uh, what's his name, Rollins? Uh, Henry? No, 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 no. Uh, Rollins and Joffe, the guy who used to represent Dick Cavett, Woody Allen. Yep, 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 yep. Jack Rollins. He was a producer and, 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 a, and a famous manager, Nichols and May. Like, he was a guy. But at this point, though, you know, he kind of wants to get back in the game a little bit. He's like 100 years old, right? And and I said, well, I'd like to meet him and, and, and talk to him. And so he has Rollins come out and see me, this old man. And he watched my stand-up, and the guy's like, yeah, you know, it's great. You just got to keep, take it all the way out there. D- don't stop, push it. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good advice. And I still think about that because it's Rollins, Jack Rollins, right? So I'm supposed to have a lunch with the two of them, right? So I get there early, and old Jack Rollins is there, the 100-year-old man. And I just sat down without carry there and i and, and this is about management so i said to the guy i said to him what, well what can you do for me and and then you know hoffman shows up and it's an awkward meeting and then afterwards he's like i should have gotten there sooner you can't ask a guy like that what he can do for you and i'm like what he's like yeah it's not gonna happen it's too old no it was just like for some reason i wasn't looking at it correctly like i was looking at it selfishly like you know how how are you gonna help me you know, do what, you know, I don't know what the fuck it was. Well, that to me is just you saying like, so what's the plan? Exactly. I'm giving you 10% exactly. of my money. Yeah, yeah. But What but, else is this meeting going to be? Right. I don't know. He wanted to, he thought like, I was already in my thirties. He thought he was like just getting some kid who he's going to like, you know, break. No, I don't know. that's, I, so you I were give, completely in the right. That right. was a professional pro move. But, but so when I say things like, tell me what you can do for me, I, no, I get a little like, you know. you said it, it was funny. What can you do with this situation? Yeah, it's it's yeah. self-deprecating. Well, well, he got right back to me, but it was a day later, but that's okay. You know what? I, what you, well, this you know is a I mean? Saturday. Well, but that, I, I get it. But yesterday was Friday. And also, I'm finding email. I check email once a day now. Uh, I don't yeah. check it incessantly like I used to. If I want to reach out to someone, I'll go, hey, can I text you? Yeah. Um, and then I'll even text on my computer as if it's email. But can I ask you a question what? just really quick about TikTok that helped me or say, tell? what helped me is to go, I'm not going to do lazy cheerleading and yeah. dancing. I'm not going to try to do what they do. I'm gonna do. You're not what gonna I'm, do a lip syncing or any of that shit. Not doing me any, neither. I not, just put a minute up of a kitten eating. <laughs> but what do we? What are we good at? What am I? Good, I'm a fucking know it all. Like I like like little life hacks. Yeah. I'm like southern, raised by southern aunt. So it's like yeah. the biggest video I think that I've done on there so far is just me going. The easiest way to cut a cake is actually yeah. just with dental floss. Uh huh. And I and then it's like uh, it's like it's just useful. Yeah. We're like, I, older. We're just useful. Okay, that we might can be, be useful. You can just be like, look, the best way to cook this is in olive oil. It's coconut oil. Here's why. Like, they can be that simple. Um, 
Are we going a little longer because you feel bad for me because I cried? No, I'm just trying to figure out how to shut you up. Dismount. <laughs> Gracefully. Is that it? A ball gag. I, I, it is weird when people are like, people will listen to my podcast. They'll be like, you talk a lot. I'm like. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I'm kidding. I, I, mean, I, I had a nice conversation. Podcast, I don't I think, know what else to do. I think we've had an, a nice arc. I feel like you've, I, I feel like, you know, uh, I feel like it's finally maybe nap time. For, <laughs> Put me down. Tired Give me a tranquilizer. <laughs> no, I think the best version is your, of your podcast is when you're having a good time and when people are just like yeah. bringing out information in you. We had a good time. Okay. I feel like- um, Don't drive away from this thinking anything. And if there's anything you don't want in it, you tell me. No, you do what you do. I feel like I didn't finish a couple thoughts, but that's probably better. Well, if you want to, you know, text me later. No, I just- I'll do it in the intro. <laughs> I heard from Whitney and she was very concerned that she left this dangling. <laughs> And we wanted to. Are on the edge of your seat. We needed to close this hatch. Wanting to know where that Aladdin meeting was. Was it New Hampshire (laughs) or Commonwealth? (laughs) She did not. What is it? Close the hatch on that one. Shit. You know what's so annoying about that? I actually. This is why I love you so much. Because I think you and I both love it when people not hold us accountable, but nothing gets past them. Like nothing fucking gets past you, and I love that about you. Because when you can't get away with anything with someone, there's something you just don't have to. You can just yeah. like put all your fucking yeah. You relax. Take your tap yeah, and once off. it's established, you can fucking just. Like, but you know relax. that I I had a neuroscientist on my podcast, and he said close the hatch, and I thought it was dumb when he said it, and then I said it, and of course you <laughs> fucking called me out on it, and I was like, I agree that it was dumb. But and you then picked I it up. Fucking said it. You picked it up. And then of course you, you fucking. It it's like you knew there was something inauthentic about that, <laughs> and you couldn't fucking just let it go. I like. I just <laughs> the 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 worst part of hey. it is you're fucking right. Hey, hey. Like, <sighs> hey, let's close the hatch on this. <laughs> you are. We're closing the hatch. That's what I We're say. We're doing about, it. When people, We're here's the it. thing I say about you. Last thing I say when people. Are, it's a hydraulic hatch. If <laughs> anyone is ever like thinks you're rude to them or mean to them or anyone knows like mark i don't know i'm like if he said something insulting to you chances are it was right <laughs> that's the problem with you is it like maybe he shouldn't have said it that way but he was correct oh all right we're closing the hatch love you love you too ever. oh you too that was exciting whitney cummings wow always a, a, a an exciting ride in terms of the, uh, the the conversation. Whitney Cummings Jokes is now streaming on Netflix. And I've got more, actually, to say about Whitney, if you just hang out for a second. So listen, we did a little something different with the uh, bonus content on the full Marin this week. When Whitney came over, we talked for like two hours, and there were a lot of tangents and digressions and stuff that went all over the place. Uh, So today, right alongside this episode, we released an additional 25 minutes of Extra Whitney. If you're subscribed to The Full Marin, that bonus episode is sitting in your feed right now. And if you haven't subscribed, click on the link in the episode description or go to WTFPod.com and click on WTF+. Next week, we have uh, Al Ruddy, producer of The Godfather, on Monday, and Sharon Van Etten uh, on Thursday, Ruddy was pretty exciting. He's like a, a, a very much an older guy. Uh, and uh, it was it's interesting to see him get a little worked up at times. You, you know, and you could see why he was such a, 
an effective producer. And Sharon Van Etten, I'd been uh, kind of meaning to talk to for a long time. And she was finally off the road and able to, uh, to come in. And it was, uh, it was good. These are, these are good conversations. I'm in Tucson, Arizona at the Rialto Theater on September 16th. Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live on September 17th. Boulder, Colorado at the Boulder Theater on September 22nd. Fort Collins, Colorado at the Lincoln Center on September 23rd. And Toronto, Ontario at the Queen Elizabeth Theater on September 30th and October 1st. I'll be in London, England at the Bloomsbury Theater Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd and 23rd. And I'll be in Dublin, Ireland at Vicker Street Wednesday, October 26th. I have dates in November and December in Oklahoma City, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, Eugene, Oregon, Bend, Oregon, Asheville, North Carolina, and Nashville, Tennessee. And my HBO special taping at Town Hall in New York City is on Thursday, December 8th. Go to WTFPod.com slash tour for all dates and ticket info. We're going to go back into the vault. We're not going to, I'm not going to deny you guitar just because I'm on the road. We're going to pull a, we're going to pull a Marin, a classic guitar riff out. Boomer lives. Monkey, LaFonda, cat angels everywhere. 